1: Yeah, anyone who lives in extremes, I would never, I would I would always, I don't buy it. Like, we're all capable of being an asshole. Let's, like, leave out the window that you are, no, I know, I, I, if you know how to do it, then you can do it.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby, and we're on Skype. I just feel like I have to make it clear because the sounds a little different. I don't know. No one gives a fuck.
3: I mean, this is the future. Everyone just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. It was underwhelming, all over the place. I think I started because uh, I was over at a friend's apartment with like four people, and I just started going on his Hinge and starting conversations with girls for him. That was unlike the third quarter. Did you get him any dates? I did, I got him three. You got him three dates? Yep. In one quarter? I mean, by the time we left, so I got him three dates in like, I don't know, an hour or two, I'm not sure. He's going on three dates this week? Yep. COVID,
2: baby. I mean, how did you get him three dates in an hour? I guess girls- Because are- I
3: didn't start the conversation with, hey. It was right after the halftime show, you'd have these girls that are responding to whatever his stupid quote on Hind was, like about a book or something. I'm like, we're going to talk about the book later. What did you think of the weekend's performance? Because I'm really underwhelmed. And it just like goes right into it. People just waste their time on those stupid ass questions when all you have to do is you talk about something pertinent and that someone can show an opinion on. And they did. I got him a number within like 10 minutes of just going back and forth on messages. It was fun. Should I give you mine? Yeah.
2: You'd be like, no jokes. There's no time, Brad. (laughs) Let's get down to brass tacks. (laughs) Um, How much money do you make? And when can you put a baby inside of me? Yeah, what's your sperm count? Yeah. Wait, what did you
3: think of the weekend's performance? I didn't like it. I was just bored. We've been so spoiled by other Super Bowl halftime shows where, like, People have been jumping out of the stage, or like, there's been a surprise guest, like Bruno Mars, a few years ago. No one knew that Red Hot Chili Peppers was going to come out, which was incredible. I kept waiting for something like that. I'm like, oh, now like Dua Leap is going to come out. Nothing like that happened. So I'm like, I know you finance this yourself. I have never seen the weekend like the weekend always feels like
2: too cool. You know, with everything he does, he's always too fucking cool. And with this, when I watched him sing, I was like, holy shit, I can tell he put $7 million in this because in his eyes, he, like, needs this. Yeah. He would, like, look in the camera and he was trying so hard. And I was like, is this because he put money in? Is he nervous? Like, I've never seen him emote. He had feelings that night. For that, like, seven minutes. It was incredible. He was overwhelmed by his set, I thought. Like, the stage was bigger than he,
3: like, obviously it was bigger, but, like, I thought the stage and the set. Yeah, he didn't command it the way other people have. There were certain parts of it that I was just waiting for him to interact with, like the gospel singers behind him. That would have been a perfect opportunity for someone random to just switch spots with a gospel singer, and then that's where you see, I don't know, like Madonna. You know
2: a performance is bad when everyone's complaining that he didn't bring anyone else out. Yeah. Everyone's like, where's the other performer? (laughs) Like, no, he's it. He's the big show. And everyone's like, not good enough. No. And the game was kind of bad. But I do like Super Bowl. Yeah. I
3: I like that everyone's out on a Sunday. It's fun. Me too. I know. I think that's the part that kind of sucked. I'm like, I like doing this in an overcrowded bar. Give myself a hernia from eating too many pigs in a blanket. And then I go home.
2: Yeah. I went, uh, my friend and I, we have a duo. We have a combined Tinder and we found this guy and he messaged Ray. It was like, I matched with Hannah already I messaged her, but she didn't respond. And Ray was like, well, here we are. Like, do you have a friend and can we come over? He was like, I got a roommate. And we were like, okay. So- Glowing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he sounds amazing. We'll be there in 10. Um, so he gives us the address and we go to this apartment and it's in front of a church, like it's across the street from a church. Mm-hmm. So the Uber pulled up to a church and immediately Ray was like, do you think he sent us to church? <laughs> and I was crying. I was like, probably like, that would be such a genius move. If you were <laughs> a modern day yeah. missionary, that's what they should do. They should get, stop going door to door on your bike, get on the apps. These are like hot dudes. More mm-hmm. missionaries are hot. You just yeah. get on the apps and then you tell a girl you want to meet up with her and then send her to church working smarter not harder (laughs) so we we get there and um the apartment was really sick it was like a really nice apartment and then they made homemade wontons pork wontons fucking good
3: it sounds like a great decision all around I mean the
2: roommate was younger and he was clearly terrified to be there because obviously I'd taken mushrooms you know it's shroom and sundae so I was like flying high I was like are you scared you seem a little you see are you okay are we frightening you he was like, no, no, no. I was like, well, you have your sneakers on and I don't have shoes on and you live here. So there's something going on. And uh, they were cool though. It was nice to hang out with guys and have zero expectations and then being like, oh, I'm never going to see this person again. It's good to be back. <laughs> but, um, oh, the other thing I was going to bring up is, so the only thing about these guys' apartment that I was like, what the fuck is their toilet bowl was black. Like it was so yeah. dirty. And I was talking to Ray about it after and she was like, I don't think guys know that you clean a toilet bowl. Like one time her guy friend, they were talking about dirty toilet bowls and he was like, I think my water's bad because there's like a black ring from the water. And Ray was like, you have to clean it. You have to clean the toilet bowl. And he was like, really? He thought like just the water cleaned it. So I think many men are under the impression that the water, when you flush it, just cleans the bowl, and they have no idea that you have to add soap and use a brush. They don't know that it's not, like, magical water? Well, when she said that about her guy friend, who's like, I genuinely thought that the water, when it flushed, it just, like, spun around and cleaned it. I was like, this must be a theory that men have universally, because the amount of toilet bowls I've seen that I'm like, this is black, but it's not even like their whole apartments discussing. It's like yeah. everything else is fine. And then the toilet bowl looks like a prison cell. I'm like, yeah. what is going on in there? How is this not a point of conversation? Like, hey, did anyone see the toilet bowl? Um, are we okay? Who's sick? <laughs> <laughs> is everyone alive? Did somebody just like completely implode? Yeah, because it's always two, a bunch of dudes that live together, which makes sense because it's like they're always using the bathroom, but also, it's like, how has no one
3: picked up on this? Like, wouldn't you Google, should my toilet bowl be black? Other things that boys never have in their bathrooms, and it drives me up a wall, they never have trash cans, ever. Have you ever noticed that?
2: Uh, no, I just, I after I see the toilet, I just start gagging, <coughs> leave immediately.
3: They never That's have right. hand soap, either. I'm like, no. I like, what? Somebody needs to answer that for us, and it's like, what? how is that the one room that you just... Never took notice of when you were growing up, like, hmm, there's certain stuff in here that's got to be here for a reason. <laughs> Men look at the
2: toilet when they're peeing. Like, yeah. you're literally looking at it. Like, at least women, they're like, we're sitting on it. And we can't we're can't. oblivious. It. Yeah. And yet we know how to fucking clean it. Men are staring at it and they're like, this is fine. This is normal.
3: Yeah, that's disgusting.
2: There's always like one blue um, body towel hanging over the rack and it's like, seven of you live here. What's going on? There's like no hand soap, so I'm like using like proactive to like clean my hands. I'm like, what? But then
3: you have nowhere to dry it because you don't want to touch that blue towel.
2: And it is specifically the bathroom, but that makes me nervous about like their sheets and like everything else. Cause I'm like, if you're not cleaning the bathroom, it's very obvious, but like, what else are you clearly not cleaning?
3: Yeah. Anyway,
2: that's my rant for the day. Um, did you watch the Britney documentary?
3: Of course I did. I was so upset. It's so it's, sad. It's so sad. And, like, typically when people, like, the free Britney thing I've obviously been keeping track of. I was a Christina Aguilera girl growing up, so, like. So you don't feel I, I guilty? No. It wasn't my fault. I was cheering for somebody else. You guys fucking suck. But, like, I've always joked around, and I guess we, we can't make these jokes anymore, but I'm like, guys, the Britney thing shouldn't be that surprising, like. She came out with Lucky in the beginning of her career and that was a cry for help. That was in like 2001 or 2002. She was already saying like, I need assistance. Things are going wrong. Nobody believes me or like anything like that. And we're just like, did you see the video though? And she's like crying in the video. It's clearly about her and we're just like, you know what, cinematic masterpiece. Don't you love it when she throws glitter? Yeah, we're like, cry, cry, cry. What a good chorus. Yeah. But also, I don't know, did she write her own music or? I mean, I've obviously gone down a thousand rabbit holes in the past however many days, but she claims she does write a lot of it. I think probably like if you play it backwards, it probably might just be like, guys, I need help. This is not great. I'm fucking losing it.
2: Yeah. I don't understand how she has no control
3: over her life. I mean, they don't make her dad seem great in the documentary, but I don't think that was that difficult to do. I think he does sound like kind of a skis and just like took a ton of advantage of the fact that he <laughs> drew the genetic lottery of having a really pretty, semi-talented daughter who got on TV when she was like nine.
2: You're like semi-talented. I'm like, Brittany's a
3: fucking talent. Could she wear low-rise jeans and, dan- and they stayed up while she was dancing? Yes, that's a fucking feat it's hard
2: because it is like without people speaking out and our family members speaking out, it really is kind of a conspiracy. It's not, mm-hmm. it's I believe it's happening. Like there's no way she even knows about this documentary, but
3: I don't think she's allowed to like, Oh, I'm sure she's not allowed to see it, but like I follow her on Instagram because it's just fascinating at this point. She posts stuff and every like a lot of the documentary was about like, Oh, she's posting things in code. Like this is how we know she needs help. I'm like, that's where I think you guys have gone off the deep end a little bit. But then she'll post something relatively normal and she, like, it's still coded-ish where she's like, hey, sometimes you don't know somebody's full story and you can take that as face value. You're like, oh, Brittany's just dishing out advice. Or you can be like, hey, maybe this is her recognizing that we clearly have no idea what the fuck has been going on for 10 years. But I just don't think it's realistic to think that she has that much control over the things she would be able to communicate with everyone with.
2: Yeah. So again, this is another story that I've heard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My guy friend,
3: who's my older roommate
2: in New York, he hooked up with her agent. Mm. And her agent says Brittany is not allowed to post on her Instagram. She sends them to her manager or her agent. I don't know, both. And they let her put up certain posts. So if you think – he was like, if you think what she posts now is crazy, you should see all the shit she sends us. Oh, I bet. She's just constantly sending videos. But also, I don't (laughs) – This is through a friend that I've heard this, but the reason why I don't believe, like, oh, this is a cry for help is, like, well, I don't think she's actually posting.
3: No. If they were controlling so much of her life, but they're like, yeah, but Instagram is fine. Do you know how the social media works? Like, have you heard of the internet? That's probably the last place you should be letting her run free. There's way too much at stake there, clearly, for that to be okay. Would you prefer she go back to, like, performing and having the performer life? Or at this point, are you like, you know what? Why don't we just Chris Crocker it and leave Britney alone? If everything were to work out and she could get her money back and everything, if she just was a millionaire somewhere by herself and didn't have to deal with any of this shit ever again, like, which side would you prefer for her? Never dealing with
2: it again. Yeah. I'm not saying she's still not talented, but I just think, like, you're right. Like, her voice is not, like, it's not like Adele where it's like, oh, we're dying to hear that voice. She was very part of that generation or like that time period. And I just think, I don't know. I think her life has been so hard that like imagine she puts out an album after all this and then it's terrible and everyone hates on it. It's like, does she need that? She doesn't need yeah. it. It's like how Rihanna doesn't, I want Rihanna to put out an album, but she doesn't fucking want to. She's like, I'm basically a billionaire. Fuck everyone. Yeah. She's just chill being rich. Every celebrity has a peak of fame, you know? Yeah. And I think that, Maybe Britney could have a comeback if she
3: wanted to. But like, I don't even think she would want to. Well, that's what I mean with like the dancing thing. Like part of going and seeing a Britney Spears show is that it's like a big dance performance and she sings or lip syncs in there every now and then. Like you don't go to hear her sing. You go because it's going to be a show. And I think if she were to even take 10 more years off and then come back and do that, I mean, she could pull a J-Lo and be like, hey, I still got it. (laughs) that would actually be pretty cool, but, (laughs) like, if she could do, still do the I'm a slave for you dance at 50 years old, I'd be front row for that, but at the same time, I'm, like, but I don't, you kind of just want someone to be, like, you know what, you're allowed to bow out gracefully, you don't need to be Madonna, who is still touring, and quite honestly, looking a little bit scary at, like, 65 years old. Yeah, I think she just should, her and her boyfriend, I hope she
2: doesn't marry that guy, I just, like, don't trust men with Britney Spears, I'm always, like, they're (laughs) out It reminded me of, um, did you ever watch the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary? Yes. It reminded me of that. She had a crazy boyfriend who took advantage of her. Her dad was whoring her out. I really liked the Amy Winehouse documentary because they had so much footage. She was always filming. And so she's on the beach with her dad and people are like, can I take a picture? And her dad's like, come on, come take a picture. And she's like, dad, how about I just give you money? Is that what you want? Do you just want money?
3: Let me have a fucking day.
2: I mean, Amy Winehouse essentially killed herself because she knew what she was doing. She didn't want to go on tour. Yeah. And um, if Britney had died, everyone would be like, oh my God, Britney, you know, like praising her, all this stuff. But because she's still alive, people are like, oh God, this is a really sad story.
3: Yeah. Like you actually got to see the other side of it. Like you always think of, what is it? The 27 Club? Like yeah, all those where you're like, oh my God, what could their potential have been? And you'd like to think that Kurt Cobain would have gone on to be – A ridiculous rock star for the next 30 years but it could have also gone this route where he was just like meant and he was I've read his biography and it's like he's an he's unreal he was really really off his rocker in a cool way for music but had that gone on the way it was going like what the fuck was gonna happen he was on ridiculous amounts of drugs he was a little bit nuts he wasn't a very nice person but also was really likable it was a weird dynamic and it's just like clearly there was something going on And it ended, and it's unfortunate that it did, but maybe it saved him from having to deal with 20 years of scrutiny and losing your fucking mind.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm glad Britney Spears is alive. I don't want to
3: have it. I'm like, yeah. We're glad she's here. We just wish it was on better terms.
2: Yeah. It's uh, like any of those movies, like Wolf of Wall Street or Blow, you know, they're always like, there's a huge rise and it's so fun and then they get so powerful and then there's a fall. Yeah, and it feels like when you see someone get so powerful so quick you see their fall and it's just like everyone's like "Ooh!"
3: it was supposed to keep going up this whole like plateau or fall thing that's not supposed to go down
2: yeah that's why I'm happy I'm I, you know that's thankfully I haven't made it yet it takes longer to take off and then you're in the air longer is what I say that's exactly
3: how that works yeah <laughs> that's that's airplanes in a nutshell. <laughs> right now we're just
2: sitting on the runway waiting for someone to give us direction. We're like, come on, bitch. Let's get off the ground. We'll get up eventually. <laughs> we'll get up in the air. Don't worry about it. Um, I have another fetish. Oh.
3: Oh, I'm glad this is a new thing.
2: Yeah. It's kind of fun to look it up. Yeah. Some of them you're like, this is illegal. This isn't a fetish. It's illegal. Okay. I'm going to tell you the fetish and you have to guess what it is. Okay. Lithophilia.
3: Mm. Hmm. Lithograph? I don't know.
2: It's an arousal to stone and gravel. Ooh. Right? Like, all right, give me an example of how this works. I'm like, I guess you stick your dick into a cement truck. It doesn't, like, say you – it's just you're aroused by it.
3: Hmm. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds really uncomfortable for anyone. Who is this, construction workers? Right. Like, how do you – What situation were you in where you figured this out? You're like, oh, this is a thing for me.
2: Yeah, who's like walking barefoot on a black driveway on a hot day and they're like, oh, my God, why is my dick hard? Yeah. (laughs) so bad but feels so good.
3: (laughs) But, yeah, actually, I mean.
2: Or you're just pouring cement in and you're like, shit. (laughs)
3: Look at it go.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of a situation where, like, you'd be like, Oh, yeah, I can't go to Stonehenge because I'm going to get so fucking hard.
3: <laughs> or you really, really want to go to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like... Real bad. <laughs> yeah, this guy goes
2: every year for his birthday, alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> weird, he, like, lights candles and brings oil to Mount Rushmore. It's weird. He's uh, just jacking off to each other. He doesn't <laughs> even... He's really do patriotic, I don't know. I don't- like, yeah, the carvings are just so specific. No idea who the presidents are, but... Mm. <laughs> the detail. Mm,
3: yeah. I always want to know the initial conversation where someone was like, hey, like, hey man, I know we're grabbing beers. I just have to tell somebody this. And then the guy that he got beers with is like, oh my god, same here. Like, how did this become know, a thing? A and not just, like, it. <laughs> yeah, like, we we should tell people.
2: Or it became a forum on Reddit and everyone's like, I get hard around
3: gravel, question mark. And then I feel like that's typically how it has to start. Yeah, There's-
2: I don't know. I, um, I'm trying to think of the weirdest, the, what makes me horny is Mm -hmm. that if I was going to be honest with you, full disclosure, what makes me horny that I don't know if I should look this up to see if it's a fetish.
3: Okay.
2: Stress. Oh. So like if I'm looking for my keys, sometimes I'm so frustrated because I can't find them. I have to stop to masturbate.
3: (laughs) Doesn't that make the problem worse though? Like,
2: I mean, it takes more time, obviously, and I'm late to a lot of places, but it yeah. it has to be done because I'm so stressed out. I can't find my keys. I'm like, I fucking just had them. Like, where are they? You know, when you're looking for something, it's like clearly yeah. like in your pocket or wherever you left them, but you're just like so stressed out. It's like making, so I have to stop to
3: masturbate. That's not weird because I feel like I've heard of, I mean, I've heard of a lot of guys that when they have a stressful day at work or if they like are under a deadline or something, they'll go in the office and or go in the bathroom in their office and like jack off real quick just to as a stress reliever so it's obviously a little little bit harder for you to pull that off in that setting but in terms of the overall idea of it I think you're you've got a group around you I know it's like I'm with a guy I like am not into it I just have to like think of my
2: mom's social security number I'm like fuck (laughs) I can't remember it what's my mom's way think of where your
3: social security card is in that moment god damn
2: it Yeah. And he's like, wow, you're like coming. I'm not even touching you. I'm like, yeah, sorry. I just... (laughs) Sorry. You're really good. (laughs) (laughs) I lose a lot of shit. So. (laughs) Okay. Our guest today, he's very funny. Jared Freed. Very excited to have him on. Obviously I ask him for so much advice because I need it. (laughs) I don't know. When he explained it to me, I was like, are you a modern day philosopher? Like I just was really... Oh my God, Socrates, hey. (laughs) Because honestly, usually when I hear male comedians talk about dating, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you literally don't know what you're talking about. But when he, everything he says, I'm like, yeah, that actually adds up. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get into it. Jared Fried, baby.
3: Let's go.
1: My parents have like a little pool house next to the house. So we're not like on top of each other. I got like a fridge, a coffee machine, TV, and a bathroom. So it's pretty good.
2: How long have you been there for?
1: I got here with my girlfriend mid-December, and then New Year's, she was like, I'm going to go to Atlanta, where she's from, <laughs> and go with my family. I was like, that's probably a good idea. And uh, so then I, came, I did shows on New Year's Eve that I actually taped, and it's going to be a special I'm going to put on YouTube. So.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm pumped about that. And that's um, all COVID material, too, which is going to be interesting to see YouTube comments to that
2: i never good. It doesn't matter what the material is.
1: <laughs> I'm going to prep my audience. Whoever follows me, my whole line of communication to them is going to be like, just put some positivity in the comments, put positivity there. Like just to save me and push down all the other negative things that I know are coming just that goes with the game.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like, cause I do mostly YouTube comedy with work and It's all obviously about my appearance. I got Invisalign, I got a personal trainer, just from YouTube comments. I was like, I didn't even notice I had a lazy eye. I have a lazy eye? Do you think it's it's just as hard for guys?
1: No, it's, uh, it's absolutely way easier for guys. And that's the same with like on stage live, right? I don't really worry about what I, you know, what I wear is not connected. I don't think gets really as connected to what I'm saying.
2: That's true. My first job I was an assistant to Polly Shore and mm-hmm. I, he let me open for him on the road as a host and mm-hmm. I was a year in so I was bombing a lot. One day he told me it was because my arms were out. I was wearing a spaghetti strap and he said my arms were flapping about and that's why no one found me funny. <laughs> I was like wouldn't oh they find God. me more funny if I had chicken wings like just flapping about like isn't that more funny?
1: we that's disgusting
2: i never thought of that before he said that and i was like maybe he's right and i haven't worn a sleeveless maybe
1: maybe he's the youtube commenter with the lazy eye comments like he notices everything
2: (laughs) i don't think Polly knows how to do youtube to be honest (laughs) yeah how are you not wearing flip-flops on stage
1: well i haven't really the other thing is like i haven't gone on stage too much down here i'm just like kind of hanging and doing like internet stuff you know like i would wear flip-flops and say i'm 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 chilling here i'm like a retired person i'm like legitimately like a lululemon wearing retired woman here
2: that's the dream right mm-hmm. and is your girlfriend with you
1: she's not here she's gonna meet me in tampa next week
2: that's a good girlfriend she's meeting you in tampa She must really like you she...
1: <laughs> yes i think she does
2: <laughs> how did you meet your girlfriend
1: we met at a show. I was hosting at the cellar. So it wasn't like my show, it was like a cellar show and she was there with her friend and like approached me in between comics and was like, "Are you really single and Jewish?" I was like, "Yeah." And then I walked away showing how much game I had. And then um I came back cuz her friend was trying to hook up with another comic on the show. So I came back later that night and they were there still hanging. So then we hung out and exchanged information and Now we live together.
2: That's another only male comic thing. Oh, yeah. I've never met a girl who's like, oh, my boyfriend approached me after a show.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) back to like the, what do you wear on stage? Like the, the problem with a lot of dudes in the audience is they all think they're funny. And then they think that any sexual joke, even if it's like referencing sex, like applies to them somehow. Like you're speaking right to them and like, I, one time, I was opening for someone, and after the show, this drunk guy was like, come take a picture with us. And I was like, no, you guys take a picture. I'll take it for you. Like, because there was a headliner there. I was like, I'll take it for you. You take it picture." He's like, no, get in. You were fucking hilarious. So I was like, okay. So I get in the picture. The guy has his arm around me, and then he takes his asshole, places it on my thigh, and farts into my thigh. And I'm like, dude, did you just fart on me and he's like you know like your joke I don't even tell a fart joke I didn't know what to do and then we were just sitting in this fart and I was sitting and I was like that's as bad as it gets for me as a guy <laughs> like you know, like I I I can't imagine that's like
2: pretty I, bad.
1: I mean it's not like that's pretty bad but like I kind of left that situation not feeling badly about myself for him to take away from my act that he could fart on my leg. Like, I can't imagine what a woman gets taken away from her act. I would assume that it's a slippery or slope.
2: A little, uh, I've never been like touched, but a guy once came up to me after a show it was in Chicago and he was so drunk and he was just like, Hey, you little cum dumpster.
1: Hey, see to me, that's worse than a fart. Like now you have to live with that. You know, like, I I don't know. It's just such a shitty thing to say to somebody.
2: Yeah, it is, but he was wearing a scarf, so I took it, like, with a grain of salt. You know, it's like, yeah, it's sorry,
1: scar- Scarf means it's okay. What can you believe at this point? He doesn't even know how to dress himself.
2: Exactly. This is my co-host, Skylar. Hey,
1: hey Skylar. Hey, nice hey, to how meet how you.
2: you. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I actually was really excited for this episode, because Skylar's a matchmaker, and, Jared, I feel like you give relationship advice, and you don't really have a degree in it, I assume.
1: But <laughs> no, I am talking right out of my ass.
2: Do you ever girls come back and they're like, you're fucking wrong, dude?
1: Well, I give advice in like a choose your own adventure way. So it's like tough to make me wrong. Like, I just know how I've acted in similar situations. And I'm just pretty open about that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, he's either doing this or this for this and this reason. All you should do is, you know, I'm not like the type that's like, dump him. That's not what people want. Like, he's not that into you. Is from another time where, like, we know he's not into me. Now I want to know why. And also, like, nowadays with your phone, you can be, like, half into someone, and it feels like they're fully into you, but they're really only a third into you. So how do you distinguish between the guy who wants the, who the guy who's like, yeah, I'd bang, versus the guy who's like, I want to, like, take her out? Like, those two are very similar – especially with technology. So when I what on the podcast, I'm more saying, like, here's, like, seven things that might be running through his mind because it would be running through my mind, and I'm probably 10% away from him at a maximum, and here's, like, what you should do to get your answer. He will either say yes, no, or maybe, and no and maybe means no, yes means yes. So how wrong could I be? You know, like, at that point, like, he either likes you or he doesn't want to do what you want to do, you know?
2: Yeah, I do think everyone's like, guys are so simple. It's that easy to know. But then you're right, the mixed signals of like a third liking you, I of course read into that a hundred percent and I'm like, we're getting married. And (laughs) yeah, they have to spell it out for me, but I kind of like that better because I'm like, yeah, fucking say you don't like me
1: then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like is on a spectrum for guys. Like it runs from like zero to a hundred and it's somewhere on that heat chart. And Guys love options, and they love wasting time. And those are two things women hate the most. So it's very difficult.
2: Yes. And you live together. How long have you been dating?
1: We've been dating like two and a half years.
2: And before that, were you in serious relationships or no?
1: No, I was more of like a 10-monther type of guy. That um, sounds
2: like the most serious relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> Why not the full year?
1: Um, I would get to a point where I was like, I don't see us getting married, and I would bail. And probably, like, a month after, I probably should have. And it just was, like and, – and that's not to say that all the people I've ever dated, like, I've always enjoyed – I don't have bad things to say about anybody. It's just – it just wasn't the match, and that's okay.
2: Yeah. Do you think they have bad things to say about you?
1: I'm sure they do. I'm a, I, I think when you put yourself out there, you're very easy to be shit on, you know? So, like – you know, I I live with the idea of them being like, and now he gives dating advice. What a fucking idiot. What does he know? <laughs> you know, like they, you know, I'm sure some of them might. Um, but I, I don't think I treated anybody badly. I think, you know, what happens is, is like, I would say that maybe some of, you know, there might be people that feel, felt like, oh, he, he acted more in love with me than he was. But like, that's you know, part, partly, you know, that's something I have always tried to work on where like, you don't want to lead anyone on with your actions. I think a lot of times, like something that doesn't mean a lot to me could mean a lot to someone I'm seeing. And that happens a lot in relationships. It's like, oh, like we just got an email on the You Up podcast. And I love the email because it was this guy who they'd been on five dates and he was like, come with me skiing. And she was like, hey, if I go skiing with you, this is a bigger rela- deal to me. Yeah. And I think that's a, like a really honest thing to say to someone. It's also, and, and she was, and then he bailed. He was like, you know, um, and he got weird. And, and she's like, why is he, isn't it weird? He got weird. I'm like, no, you just got the answer you didn't want to hear. But that's two people being honest. That's one person who's like, hey, I'm going to like you more if we go on this trip. I just want you to know this is important to me. And it's another person going, oh, it wasn't that important to me. It was just a trip with someone I thought was hot and had a good time with. And it was nothing more, nothing less than that. And it's like, that's a lot of relationships that leave people disappointed. It's like one person where it means that certain things mean something and another person where it means just what it is.
2: I think that's the hardest part for me with dating is realizing that shit doesn't mean as much to guys. Inviting you on a trip, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I have to poop in a lobby for a weekend. This is a lot for me. (laughs) This
0: is is a big
1: deal, yeah.
2: I'm blowing out my knee for you. So if we're not getting married, I'm not going to go fucking buy a ski suit.
1: That's why you can't really rank your feelings based on this like blues clues search of like picking up clues of whether they like me or not. You kind of have to operate selfishly. And it's like, and if you don't feel liked, you have to be like, what the fuck? I like you. I'm not getting this back right now because people will take advantage of that even when they don't know they're taking advantage of it. Yeah you're never gonna like figure this out. So why wouldn't you just worry about yourself, you know?
2: Yeah, but it, it, now it's like, I'll be more honest. I'll be up top and I'll be like, hey, I like you. And there, it's a lot of rejection, which is hard, but yeah. you know, you audition enough and you're like, I guess this is just one of those things. Like,
1: <laughs> gotta look at it's like a that. numbers game.
2: Yeah, exactly. Whatever, loser. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so this is the story that we, we tried to figure it out. I met this guy on Hinge. He is a writer at Columbia and getting his master's degree. We talked every day, talked on the phone two, three hours a night, FaceTimed. We're supposed to meet on a Friday. So we had been talking for two weeks. He texted me on a Thursday and was like, I talked to my therapist and I shouldn't be dating right now. I'm not going to see you. I'm sorry. And then I never heard from him.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? No, it could not.
1: You think the therapist
2: actually was like you shouldn't meet up with this girl, you believe that?
1: No, I do believe though the therapist was like, let, let's say the therapy story is true, okay? We'll live in that world first. Meets with a the therapist, she, she or he is like, <laughs> like um, hey, will going on this date enter you into another version of relationships that you've gotten into in the past? And I'm sure maybe, and so then they were presented with that information, they were, or it was presented to them like that, and they were like, yes. And they decided not to go. I believe that when you meet someone on a dating app and when you're texting and messaging, a lot of people, um, if you're on there for casual or if you're on there like about to meet with someone that you're not sure, like these first dates, For some people, that's too much of a commitment and they don't even realize it until they get to the front door of a first date. So this guy, to me, I think he thought going on a first date after you've been FaceTiming and you've been texting and you've had this two weeks of writing romance letters to each other, like basically like he's out at sea or some shit, ready to go, he's home from war and you know, writing at Columbia. And he's like, and now it's like, this isn't a first date, we're in like dateville. At that point, he's probably thinking, I've gotten myself into something that if this date goes well, which it probably will, maybe we get physical. Maybe I will be in a position where I will have owed this person something. And I think a lot of guys get ahead of themselves with this stuff where they're like, you know, they make a lot of promises they can't keep because they're trying to like kind of acquire options. As we talked about before, they want options and they deal with the you know, the consequences later. So it's like, acquire, 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 and then, like, when's the date? And it's like, ah, my therapist says I shouldn't do it. You know, like, what's the moral mountain I can climb on that doesn't make me a dickhead? These apps are bad for men and women in different ways. I think these apps are bad for men because it lets them lazily go into dating and, guys didn't need a reason to be more lazy and now you can like be out at the bar without consequence of getting turned down like you've taken out like these apps were created by nerds who didn't like getting turned down so it softened all turned downedness so now these guys who generally don't need these dating apps are using it and it's like it's too much and he's probably making dates with a bunch of people
2: yeah that's what i was afraid of you're right (laughs) You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's just like I wasn't the one um pursuing it. I wasn't the one asking, like, what's your favorite music?
1: What are your sure. parents do? You know, so Columbia it's like- Columbia Bro, Columbia Shakespeare doesn't need to be on a dating app. Like, genuinely. He could be at a bar and strike up a conversation with a woman. But because he has the dating app, he uses it because He's a good-looking dude, obviously. If you match with him, he's attractive in some way or another. You were attracted in some way. And, you know, now he doesn't need to go to the bar and maybe get turned down. He can tell 10 different women that he's Columbia Shakespeare. And, you know, has an Australian what,
3: accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, and what's your favorite color, you know?
2: Yeah, it did feel, you're right. He was asking me basic questions. <laughs> he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, wow, this guy. really that?
3: knows me,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: Okay, so it is, uh, I guess, very obvious, and I was just denying the truth. It just felt very random to me to take so much interest in a person and then have no follow through.
1: Just think about how much time that took out of his day. It's not like he went on a date, like.
2: Yeah, but I also read 50 pages of his work.
1: Yeah. Sure, oh, like real work or like his text?
2: No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, like, well, on top of text, probably like a 1,000 pages at that point, but like, no, of his work like his short stories i love how you call it his work with
3: a lot of yeah behind it like his work guys his work yeah he his, his fucking class project his homework, That's, he his homework hannah but like, yeah.
1: this is all, but this is also happening a lot where like you're stuck in your house it's a pandemic you can't go out you found someone who's you know Opening up a text is like opening up a gift. You you know, it feels good. You don't know what's inside. You open it up, you hope it's something cool. There's excitement. You know, you know you're getting to know each other. She's reading my work. I, I could see how like the therapist is like, look it, look what you've done. You're on a 12th date with someone you've never met before and you've done it again. Like I could see that.
2: Yeah, you're right here i was like worried about his mental health and it's like not an issue he's like no right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean like a, a lot of these guys and it's the reason like a lot of them strike out on dating apps like a lot of the the idiots but like the ones that aren't so that are a little bit smarter than the rest they're there to see what happens they're not thinking relationship they're thinking like yeah maybe i meet the right person like you hear this from so many guys like I'm looking to date, but if I meet the right person, you know, I'm looking for casual, but if it's the right person, I'll like get it together. And it's like, that's how every guy's on these apps where they're like, yeah, if I meet the right person, I'll I'll go along with it. But I bang along the way. You have to assume that like all these guys are just looking for their, you know, like are looking for casual. We'll, We'll talk and converse in the land of casual, you know, with the aim at getting that. Oh, you know at some point so like I I think this guy was looking for casual he got ahead of his skis and now he's sitting there being like shit we're going on like a real first date like not just like a maybe we'll fuck and nothing happens first date I think
2: and that's the funniest part he was like I really want to take you to dinner I don't just want to meet at your apartment because that's way too casual and I want to take you out and I was like I don't like
1: when people say that shit I, I don't like when someone knows knows the deal too much. Like, I wouldn't do exactly what casual dude would do. I, I do what exactly line. what you want dude would do. Yeah. I hate that shit.
2: That's And the other thing, because I tried to call him. He was on Do Not Disturb after he texted me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. He was like... I was like, I thought you blocked me. He's like, no, I would never block you. I would never ghost you. And then he blocked me and I was like, got it.
1: Yeah. Anyone who lives in extremes, I would never, I would, I would always, I don't buy it. Like we're all capable of being an asshole. Let's like leave out the window that you are. No, I know. If you know how to do it, then you can do it. Listen, I, when I talk about dating stuff, like I could see how someone would like my friends would always ask me for dating advice growing up, like just like even college and out of college, like a lot of female friends would always come to me. It's not really a surprise that I do a podcast like this. It's shocking, but it's not like a, you know, I don't know the way to explain it, but like, I genuinely look like every now and again, I would have a friend that would ask for advice and she would be like, well, that's just you. You're that kind of guy. And I'm like, okay, it's just me. You know, like, so I get in a position where I sound bad, but I, I, I think I'm just genuinely speaking from a vulnerable place.
2: I don't think you sound bad at all. I think it's more just honest. And I think it does help that you have a girlfriend, you know, because it shows you're capable of, <laughs> you know, you were well, like on the apps, I'm like, I don't trust it. This guy is just fucking <laughs> around. But do girls go to you because you're so honest? You think that's what it is? Or have you been heartbroken a lot and you just like, learn the game?
1: No, I think it's because I I think also it's because I talk about disgusting shit in an edible way. Like, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad by talking about this. Like, I'm not, like, looking to be like, you ladies gotta learn. Like, I think some people come at it that way, and I, it kind of makes me itch a little bit. Like, I hope I don't sound that way. Like, I genuinely, like, I'm sitting here, like, these are matters of the heart, also matters of physical, also matters of, like, sexual nature so it's like it's personal to people and like a lot of people take dating very seriously and get like you know like so like i try to understand that and try to be funny with it but at the same time like understand like people do want genuine thoughtful honest answers because i think right now there's just so much dishonesty you know because there's just more ability to
2: yeah like i definitely will be crying after this but it's
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're keeping it together beautifully you're doing a great job
2: I've recovered, but, uh, were you always in serious relationships or were you casual?
1: No, I was on the apps. I've done all the apps. I I was very, very casual. I think like, especially before this girlfriend, like I, you know, I was kind of like staying away from it a little bit more and being a little bit more careful as far as like, you know, I I really did in my twenties kind of like lead, like, let's go get brunch and hang out all day and get drunk. And then like, and have fun and like be together and like, kind of like, play house a little bit. Like, I hear that from women that write in sometimes. They're like, oh, he was playing house. And I'm like, yeah, I've done that shit before. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel badly. I felt badly about that. So I was like, you know, I was always just trying to be a better person to find the right match. And, again, sometimes I wasn't even, like, really – like, when my girlfriend and I met, I wasn't looking to date. Like, I wasn't looking to –
2: Everyone fucking says that. Every person who's in a relationship is like, it happens when you're not looking. And I'm like, yeah, okay – (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yeah, I see that you do have that energy of a guy who will sleep over at a girl's house and then stay the whole weekend. I don't mean it in a mean way, but I've had friends who date guys like you and they're like, they stayed the whole weekend and we had so much fun. And it's like, yeah, some guys are just really fun and they don't know how to rein it in. And it just turns out to leading girls on.
1: Yeah, and I, I, and I understand that. Like, I'm not saying I'm not at fault. It's like, again, like, what do you do? Like, are you having fun or not? Like, you know, like I, I It's tough. These things are all very difficult. And the more emails I read from people, the more you like you learn that like how people are feeling through all this shit. You know, with the pandemic too, like people are looking for connections now, and like it's uh, it's not easy. And, And also being in a relationship, like that's not easy either. Like some people are in relationships, and they're like, "Is this right? Is this wrong? Am I doing things right? Am I?" You know, nobody goes into a relationship to hurt someone, and and guy or girl. So like everyone is like. Just trying to do best by themselves with someone else. Like that's when it works. When two people are getting what they want with the other person. So that's what we're all striving for. And like you know, feelings get hurt.
2: Feelings get hurt. (laughs) That should be the tagline. Feelings
1: get hurt. Well, my dad always used to say, he's like, if you don't play, uh, if you don't play in traffic, you're never gonna get hit. So that's kind of like what dating is. Like, you got to go play in traffic. Like, you got to go learn. You got to go. And that all sounds like, you know, someone listening is probably like, fucking bullshit. I don't have to learn. You know, like, I've been learning for long enough. And it's like, maybe you're not listening to the things that you have yeah, to change. Maybe you're not learning. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're not. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I feel like I meet people like that a lot where it's like, I've been dating a while and it's just nothing's working. I'm like, well, you're doing the same thing over and over again. And it's not working. Why haven't you changed it up? Like clearly yeah. that whatever you're doing whatever you're going for isn't happening. And, so. and those,
1: those people, like the hardest part about dating too, is like, it's actually like, you have to do the opposite of what you think would be right. You're like, well, I like them. So like, if someone's telling you like, Hey, I think we should just like, chill it out. We're going too fast. You should probably just leave them. Like, you know, you should probably just not go, okay, cool. Like, let them live without you. And, then you. and then people go, well, then they'll come back, right? And I'm like, probably not. You know, they probably told you the truth, but you only find out if you get away from it. Like, it ain't going to change by doing the same thing.
3: Yeah.
2: The amount of people I have expected to come back, that is, I think, a tough one. When
3: people,
2: <laughs> I grew up on Sex in the City. So every guy, I'm like, oh, it's like <clears throat> sister Big. We're just going to, they retread. Basketball. Yeah, and it's the w- worst, and it's like, oh, I have to stop watching TV and get into therapy, which is how I, like, started to be like, oh, this is not a normal behavior pattern. And it's like, oh, if you like someone, do not let them know too quick because that's – Oh, how- well,
1: <laughs> I think you could let someone know, but you have to also be okay with them saying no. Like, yeah. okay, well, then I got to go, you know?
3: Yeah. I, like I don- you have to be cool with getting rejected, which is the one thing that no one wants like, – Zero people are good at it. It's the one thing we all are just shitty at. Because what are what else are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit there and be like, but why? Why don't yeah, you yeah. what I did? Not- Give it to me.
2: Tell me. <laughs> like, stop bullying me. I'm like fucking be <laughs> honest. But I also this is fucked up. But whenever I see my really hot friends, when it happens to them, I'm like, thank God. That's what's helped me with rejection. I'll see like my hot friend who has like a great job and is just a great person. And a guy go- a guy with like eight roommates rejects her and I'm like okay there's just something in the water it's not
1: stars they're just like us
2: <laughs> does your girlfriend listen to your podcast do you feel pressure she, to like not play too much
1: no she's listened in the past I don't think she's listening as much now but no I don't really think about like I'm not I've had the podcast used against me like where it's like because I, I think I'm more honest on the podcast than I can be in my relationship sometimes because it's all other people's problems So then I'll like talk about like a scenario and then I'll be in the scenario and they'll be like, but you said this, here it is, minute seven, you know, like, so it it, kind of like, it it was funny because I was having, I was doing shows and I'd have women come in with their boyfriends because I have just so many more women than men and the women would come with their boyfriends and then the boyfriend would be like angry and I would, like, look at him. I'd be like, what's up, dude? And he's like, every time we – like, I remember one guy I was like, every time we have a fight, she brings up your name and says, well, Jared said. And I was like, oh, dude, I would be mad to be here too. <laughs> and, and then I remember I got in an argument with my girlfriend. She was like, well, you said. And I was like, fuck me. Like, I was like, I, I suck. Like, I was like, I was now that guy at the show. Like, I, I was, like, mad at myself. So it's <laughs> like, I get it.
2: I, yeah, I just feel like it'd be difficult to be in a position where you're giving dating advice and then everyone fucks up in a relationship and, yeah, having that on record.
1: It's I think it's more difficult for me knowing the feelings that, like, I'm like, you just have to hear everyone's upset stories. So, like, you don't want to make people upset. I don't want to make people upset. I don't believe anyone does. Every guy you've ever been with that you hate is a good guy to somebody or or never gotten that situation to be a bad guy. So. I think like hearing stories from people who are like really upset after a relationship ends. Like I think about that and like or like upset about ghosting or whatever. You're like, so I think like being more aware is like what a uh, you know uh, so, uh, is bliss. What is it? Um, ignorance is
3: bliss.
1: Ignorance is bliss, right? Ha- stupid people are happy people. So I I be with every episode we do. I become more you know, less stupid and more miserable.
2: <laughs> That's fair. But I do think it's a little harder now to be ignorant in a relationship. Like, does he not like me? Because it, there are too many platforms where you know if he's not texting you or call. Like, now it's pretty black and white if a guy is into you. I was explaining to my friend, she was Snapchatting a guy. She Snapchat a guy who like, likes her. And I was like, you can't do that because he's going to assume that you, you got to tell him how you feel. You can't do halfway because there are too many platforms to communicate.
1: You're just never gonna get someone to change by doing the same. So if you have that person that's like moving it to Snapchat, like that's like a very specific thing where someone's like, "I'm dating. I, I met this guy on Insta or on on a dating app, and now he wants to chat on Snapchat." You have to you have to be like, "No, I don't do that." The Snapchat's to land of casual. They're trying to keep it casual. They want to go less than phone number. So. I think if you meet someone on a dating app and you go and they go, hey, here's my Snapchat, we should talk, I would be like, hey, I appreciate that's what you want to do. You're more the, like, I totally appreciate that you, you exchange Snapchat. That's not something I do. Here's my number. If you want to take me out to drinks, I'd love to do that. If they won't take your number, they won't do drinks. If they only will do Snapchat, they won't go do drinks. If they only, if, if they keep pushing to the Snapchat, they're not going to do the third date. If they only exchange in pictures of like frowny faces, they ain't going to be a boyfriend or your girlfriend. So if you if they won't, then they won't in the future. So I, I think like a lot of people get stuck on these things where they're like, well, I did get my Snapchat and it has been fun. That's okay too. It's okay to be like, that was fun. I have fun in a different way now. And I think a lot of people hold themselves to the past in a way that's just unfair.
2: I do that to myself. Cause I'm not necessarily want a relationship, but I'm not really looking for a casual thing just cause it's like so easy to get laid as a woman. I don't say that as a bragging way. Any woman, it's just like, walk outside, you know? And so I just, I'm over that. But now I feel a little crazy cause I'm like, I, I can't do this shit anymore. So I've like been, I feel crazy sometimes now because I'm more honest with what I want and that makes me feel crazy.
1: It's easy to go get laid, it's hard to feel good about getting laid. Exactly. I think as a woman and I, I just mansplain <laughs> <laughs> I just think like from from my experience oh, yeah. of reading of hearing stories, I would it seems like it, it's easy to go on a dating app and be like come over. Like you'll find a lot of suitors, but if you want someone to come over and like be fun and cool and make you feel good about the experience, there's got to be vetting and you have to just like you know, I don't think I. I, I understand. And I can't tell you how to feel, but like, there's nothing crazy about saying I want to be taken to a drink. I want to do a FaceTime. I want to be, you know, treated to a drink. Like, I don't think there's anything crazy about having your feelings and standards met. And I, I, and I think a lot of these guys are acting in that way too. Like, they're they're doing the what's best for them too. So why shouldn't you do what's best for you?
2: I, I'm real it took me therapy to realize that yeah that yeah. You to think of yourself as an individual as opposed to a <laughs> you know a, a what's the opposite of a dom a sub
1: a sub a dom I, I, I don't know the terms get switched up for every week it feels like
2: yeah no I just when I lived in LA I just remember like driving to across town to this guy's house being like what the fuck am I doing and I still went and it was miserable but those moments where you're like I guess I have to do this and then you just I guess do it enough and you're like actually I don't have to go
1: and I genuinely talking. believe that 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 guy you were going to meet with like across town that you were like I was miserable like I would I do believe and I that he if he heard that he'd be like oh really like I don't want anyone to not enjoy like hanging out with me and like and and having that experience with me like i'm i can't believe that he would be like his name proud is proud of that what's his name vance oh yeah then that's bad with that name he he, he's care. he's a dickhead yeah he doesn't care yeah he's bad <laughs>
2: yeah um are your parents still married
1: yeah they're right across the way over here then do you have sisters i have a younger brother
2: you have a younger bro- okay so but i do think guys whose parents are married are, are around healthy long relationships are more likely to get into them. Maybe not. Well,
1: I think I have, you know, I also know that like, you know, my parents are together and it's like, I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to stay together all these years. And they're like, they're happy and they scream and all that stuff. And that's fun and whatever. But it's also a lot of pressure, like knowing that they are together still and knowing that that wasn't easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, that kind of scares me where I'm like, you better make the right choice because life is long and you better be with the right person that's going to be a partner through a lot of different parts of life. You know, so like my parents, I watch them together and I'm like, you know, like, oh shit, I better make the right decision here. And I I also like hanging out with my family. Like, I have a good time. We have a good time. And like, I want to, you know, bring someone into that, that, you know, fits the group. I think when like maybe your parents divorce or you kind of are like, I could take or leave my parents. Like you know, like they're, they're when they're your parents and not your friends. I think that's a lot easier to like go out and date because you're like, yeah, I'm creating a whole new thing here. But like I have like a, uh, you know, I kind of have shelf space built out for the person that comes. In, as bad as that sounds, I don't know if that sounds bad. I
2: don't think I think of that after a first date. I'm never like, did I like him? I'm like, could this guy talk to my dad? Would my yeah. Brother talk to him? And that's kind of a sick thought because it's like, do I like him? But my first thought is like, what would my dad have said if he had saw that man, if he (laughs) saw that man with me?
1: (laughs) I mean, Skylar, when you set people up, like, do you have to, like, attend for that? Like, is that a...
3: Kinda. I get pretty intense just with my vetting process and like questions I ask them because how family, everybody who is family oriented wants someone who is family oriented just because of exactly what you said. You're like, I like hanging out with my family. They're gonna be around. So if you're not used to this or if you don't like it, then.
1: I would assume though, and this is my assumption, please Mm -hmm. tell me I'm wrong. You see this on like The Bachelor. Everyone's like, I love my family. It's like, yeah, who doesn't fucking love their family? But like, I think it's a thing that nobody admits that they're like, yeah, if my parents don't like what's going on, I don't give a shit. Like, I feel like you get less of that.
3: Yeah, I think it's a lot of people that, I guess it comes down to a few different things. You want your family to like them, but my problem and what I have to work with a few people on that are like super close with their families are the ones that kind of let their families dictate their dating life completely. Like if somebody's super close with their sister or if I'm like, oh, I sent you a match and I know that that email is getting forwarded to five other people, I've missed that in the bud before because I'm like, hey, when you get into a fight with this person, your sister's not there. When you're hooking up with this guy for the first time, hopefully your mom isn't there. Like you want your parents to like them, but there's certain parts of your relationship that are just you and that other person and your family can only account for that so much. So like everyone wants someone that feels similarly about their families, but they also, it's like, it's you at the end of the day, like, this sounds so gross, but like your entire family could pass away. But if these people, if you're right with this person, you'll know it and you're really happy with them for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry like, oh, am I only with this person? Cause like my mom really liked them or mm. would my dad have really liked this guy, but I don't. But since he got brownie points with him, yeah, let's definitely spend the next 40 years together. Like that part. <laughs> I also feel like because you're, when you go to a matchmaking service, it's like you said people
2: have the most specific standards and they don't, they're afraid to tell you sometimes what you're looking for and
3: you're like, you just have to fucking be honest. Yeah, because I like. Yeah, I'm not here to judge you. Yeah, I don't care. Like, you are making my life harder if you don't tell me something right up top. Like, if they're like, you know what, I only, like, I have somebody that likes girls that are like five, four and above and he's not a super tall guy. and. We never really got into it. And then finally, I think I was just like, you just gotta tell me, what is the deal with five, four and taller? Like, why are we doing this? Because five three, I can't tell the difference. I don't think you can tell the difference. It's like when girls are like, I want someone that's six one. I'm like, you've been dating five ten and five eleven for years and you've been told it was, Yeah, you're fine. But it's shit like that. And when someone can just come out and say, like, hey, you know what? I work in an industry where I need somebody that looks great on my arm and looking great on my arm is somebody that's like up to here when we're standing next to each other at an event. I'm like Okay, that's all we needed to say. That could have been said three months ago.
1: Well, I, I don't think people want to sound bad, you know? like
3: And, like, that's always what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't care. My job is to judge you. I really could give less of a shit. I'm doing a job. You hired me to do a job. Like, let me do it. Mm. Like, let's not have meaningless conversations about personality if you really don't care about it. If you're just looking for looks, just tell me, because then we can get there. I'm going to force personality on you because it's just who I am, but... We got to start somewhere. And it's so much easier when people are like brutally honest about what they want. Cause I think that's when people start to realize why it hasn't worked in the past.
1: Also, if the, you know, using the five four thing as like an example, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are five four with the right personality for you. Like there's like, you know, like if that's, yeah. I always say it's like uh, when people write in like, do you think he's attracted to me or whatever? I'm like, you know, guys are online masturbating defeat. You know, so, like, there's even... There's so many guys masturbating feet that there's, like, a little butt, you know, a little, like, category that says feet on the left. Like, they even created a hyperlink. So, like, if that's the case, then there's a guy masturbating to whatever you are. You're someone's foot, you know? (laughs) So, like, you know, you are the foot that someone's looking for. And it's, like, there might be a woman out there that's, like, I'm 5'4". I don't know who I'm gonna find. And it's, like, I got the guy for you.
2: Okay, so... My cynical mind is not like, oh, you're someone's foot. I'm like, you're not as good as someone's foot. Like, that's how <laughs> fucked up my mind is. I'm like, every time I get dubbed, I'm like, fuck, he's going on to masturbate to a fucking rock. It does feel <laughs> like people have such weird, specific standards. And um, I don't know, we were talking about the other day about, do you get like weird fetishes? Or do you have a weird fetish?
1: I don't have a weird fetish. Um,
3: no, obviously, yeah. You okay. did it right here today for the first time ever. Well-
1: I don't know, I don't have a weird fetish. I would I, but I would also say like everyone's like got something that gets them off, you know? Like it's not it's like uh like you hear about that furry stuff where they're going to conventions and shit and you're like, "Man, good for you guys." Like I'm like I'm almost jealous that they've all found each other. You know, like at least they knew what they were getting, you know, like that's what gets you revved up. At least there's a community for you, you know?
2: i wonder how that started like (laughs) how did like the one person be like do you think more people would be into this no we were reading the other or talking about the other day about have you heard of axilism no what's that it's where you want to fuck an armpit oh we were saying maybe orlando or tampa so you're kind of in that area i don't know if you've i'm surprised Mm. you haven't heard of it
1: somewhere muggy (laughs) you know I, I, i yeah that's good muggy would help i uh like, to me, there are worse things in the world. Like, you want to fuck my armpit? Like, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I guess that's all men that want to fuck the armpit. It doesn't really work the other way.
2: No. Yeah, we were saying it'd be great I if you're you are tired.
1: Could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could scissor an armpit. I don't know. Like, I couldn't you? I, I don't know. I, I, the armpit, like, to me, if some like, I actually like when someone has a thing Just so I know I can do the thing to get them off. Like getting, getting your partner off is hot in in my eyes. Like I, like, I like, if I found out that like tickle my armpit, that's what's going to get me off. I'd be like, fuck, I hit the lottery. I don't have to fucking, you know, hold my breath for an hour down low. You know, like good for me, you know, like.
2: (laughs) Have you done anything weird? Has any girl ever had a fetish that you're with? You don't have to say if you did it.
1: No, I've never really had anyone, like, like, I don't think anything's weird. I'm gonna push back on the weird thing, because it's like...
2: Okay, you're right. Weird is not the word.
1: I'm not... Well, I'm saying, like, if someone has, like, a thing that gets them really riled up, I'm like, good for you. You know, I think, like, I remember I asked my girlfriend for a finger on the butt during a blowjob, and it was like, you know, she was, like, taken aback. And I'm like, I thought you were progressive. Like, you know, like like... You know, you and it's like, what happened? Like, and she was like, "Well, well, how do I do it?" I'm like, "Do some research." I gave you the, the blueprint. I'm not here to teach you. Like, if if, and I thought about it like the other way around. Like, if like if if I had a a person be like, "Here's what I really want." Like, I I think a lot of women would be surprised at how excited their guy would be, with some real direction. Like, I think because um. Guys just like, you know, the idea that they're like going to achieve the level, like beat the game, like they're video game players. You know, like I think a lot of guys like are excited by that and like it would open up a lot more doors if someone was like, yeah, fucking tickle my feet for an hour. That's really what gets me off. Like, I don't know.
2: But I just feel like men and women are different. You know, like men have be like, "Oh yeah, I want to like suck your toes and made a wicky feet." And whereas women are like their fetish is like look me in the eyes and tell me you love me and guys are like, "I cannot do that." Like
1: that. Well, some 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 bridges are too hard to cross. I <laughs> there's got to be a woman out there who sucks on feet that that's what gets her off. There has to be. It can't oh, yeah. just be a bunch of dudes, right?
2: Yeah. I've only seen it in the movies, but I guess my friends yeah. wouldn't be honest. I had to get herpes to find out which friends had herpes. So it's really, no are, one's
1: really talking.
2: No. So I <laughs> thought I was so alone, in the amount of texts I got, I was like, oh, everyone fucking has this thing. Yeah. So maybe if I start telling people, I'm like, hey, I really love sucking on the second toe. People would be like, oh, wow, me too, you know?
1: I, I've been calling myself the Rosa Parks of male ass play because I'm just trying to like, let people know, like, yeah, like, you know, let straight dudes know, like, this is okay. Like, you're gonna have quite a ejaculation.
2: How did you figure that out that you liked ass play? Just that's a, that's fucking a risky going start. for
1: it. I had someone just go for it. And I was like, let's fucking go. Like, you know, she had some gumption. And it's like, let's do this. Why not? Right? I, I'm just like, what whatever. This is fun. This is all supposed to be fun. You know? And it's like, and if you're, Did I think it's like all about being comfortable with someone that you can like trust to be like, yeah, like, uh, okay, you're not going to judge me? Like, let's do it.
2: Did you grow up in Florida?
1: No, outside of Boston. Oh,
2: okay. I was going to say, uh, it feels like a very Florida statement. Like, let's just try it. Let's just do it. Give it really a really shot. Fun.
1: Yeah. I put on my, I put on my thatched cowboy hat that said Coors Light on the front and we really <laughs> Florida it up.
2: Did you lose your virginity in college yeah. or Before.
1: Before. Hmm. no in college freshman year
2: how did you not know that
3: immediately
1: (laughs) i was trying to think it was like during like uh freshman year break or during freshman year like early on
3: i was gonna say was it like welcome week you're like i'm here this (laughs) that was me i showed up to usc
2: in california and i was like a virgin and then everyone was treating me they treated me worse then than people do now when they find out i have herpes they were worse why worse (laughs) They were like what you're a virgin and then one guy was like we were hooking up and i was like i'm just gonna lose it tonight let's just get it out of the way and then he was like i heard a rumor you're a virgin and then i in the moment just like felt bad i was like i am and he's like i'm not i can't do that that's so scary
1: it's funny that he's like a freshman in college and he's like oh, i can't be getting down with virgins you know like he's like right i'm a pro i've done it twice
2: you know? Like. <laughs> to be fair, he was from Baltimore, so you never fucking know. But it was... never know. I, was, I didn't realize how advanced kids were.
1: USC doesn't look like everyone would be there having sex. Like, it just, like, it's so beautiful. It looks like a... USC looks like, a like, one of those outdoor malls in a really nice town. It's, like, really, really unbelievable.
2: I mean, their parents paid for them to go there, so it's, like,
1: sure.
2: they grew up doing coke and having anal, at like, in sixth grade. But <laughs> that's the only um, okay. way they let you in. Yeah, I mean, well, not me, uh, I was filmed, so <laughs> they were like, oh, she's a creative Different type department.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: <laughs> um, well, I don't want to keep you too long, but do you have a crazy bitch of the week?
1: I do, actually. I was driving, so my parents are living in like this like community here in Florida. It's like the most like Seinfeld type of thing. And I'm driving out to go get lunch today, and I was behind this woman who's in a white Mercedes, and it's in the community. So, like, if you're in the walls of this place, like, you live here, and she took a napkin, threw it out her window, just totally littered. And it's like, to me, that is, like, crazy. Like, I like I can't imagine having the the confidence <laughs> to just take a napkin and throw it out the window, like, yeah, whatever, and it's like, I know littering happens, but I always assume it's like, oh, it fell on the ground, I don't want to pick it up. Or like, I, oh, the bag exploded and I just like ran away from it. But this was like, I'm littering. And I was like, I just don't know who even has that like type of thing missing from their brain to just throw a napkin out the window. And I went up to her car, I drove up next to her and I was like, you dropped your napkin, this was like, once we got to the gates of the community. And I was like, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I didn't even have the confidence to like say that to her. Cause I was like, like, who am I to tell her? Like, I didn't know what, like, what's the line of like, like I, like if that were me, like if someone came out to me at like Starbucks and was like, hey, you put the recyclables in the trash. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, Captain Planet. Go fuck yourself. You know, like I, I wouldn't, I would be like, you're an asshole. But I'm like, am I not an ass? Like I don't live in this community. Like I'm not a member. So, like, I'm a guest of my parents. I can't just, like, walk around telling people what to do. And then you're like, is this littering enough? Is this a is this behavior worth me saying something? So, I go to the car. I was like, you dropped your napkin. And she was like, what? Like, she just, like, made a face like, what? What did you say? And I was like, you dropped your napkin. And then I just drove away.
2: But you didn't <laughs> pick up the napkin.
1: We were driving. It was like, we we're going 30 <laughs> miles per hour. I, I just, like... She literally took it out and just like dropped it out the window and like shut her window after. It was just so legitimately like a littering that I couldn't believe that someone would just do. Like she would have had to have not known that it was wrong to do it the way she did it.
2: Yeah. It sounds like the most powerful woman in the world. HOA fees must be insane in this community.
1: It's a beautiful community. Like, it's really nice. And it's, that's why it's also so surprising. If she lives here, then I guess maybe she lives here and she's like, someone will pick it up. We have people that do that. But that's like crazy too. Like I, or she was meeting with someone at their house and she was like, fuck these rich assholes. And she was just like littering, throwing shit out the window, like fuck them. So that's the only, like, I, I, those are the only, like, those are the only, like, semi-reasonable explanations for her to do that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's also, like, you know, we are of the, the ages that, like, you go to preschool and they're, like, no littering! And you go home and you're, like, I don't litter. Look at I'm a kid. And it's, like, then you become, you know, an adult and you see someone litter, you're, like, ooh! you should be that was against the rules you're like aren't you 35 jared like what's wrong with me you know
2: (laughs) i agree it's like you the first things you learn are don't litter don't murder and like stay in a line that isn't how old was she
1: she's probably in her 50s
2: oh so she wasn't like super old the way you did her response i imagine like 80 years
1: old no this wasn't like see that i would that would be a third reasonable explanation where she's like i'm so old i just do these things so <laughs> i'm like,
2: leaving this <laughs> earth tonight like i don't yeah i don't have
1: enough time to like throw this away i would let her off though she's like i don't want to leave my car there's no vaccine i'm just you know like,
2: <laughs> she's like "Fuck this world
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i that i'd be like okay with but this was like reasonable aged like you're littering? Like, really? Yeah.
2: I bet it's uh, this woman just dropped her kids off at her ex-husband's house, and she saw mm-hmm. the stepmom and was like, fuck this bitch, and then dropped that napkin on the way out.
1: Take this napkin. Bitch? <laughs> <asshole. laughs> <Asshole>. Like, <Yeah. laughs> fuck him.
2: I just watched Ted Lasso, so, like, I don't know if you've seen the show, but it's- I've never seen it. It's pretty good it's on Apple TV, but this woman anyway, it's kind of about that. She ruins this her ex husband's soccer team because it's his pride and joy. So that's like her determination to ruin it. So that's why I think maybe she's like, "Fuck this community."
1: Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned.
2: <laughs> Trust me. And then the last thing: Do you have a secret you don't want your mom to know?
1: Probably the finger in my butt thing um, that makes she one. listens. No, I don't care. I, I've really, like, I, there's not really much that I wouldn't want my mom knowing. I thought about that and I was like, I don't think, you know, we're all pretty close. We say uncomfortable things to each other.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want my mom to know that I like a finger up the butt because then I'd be afraid she'd be like, me too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a scary <laughs> thought.
2: Like, you probably get it from somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, huh. it's got to, it, maybe it's a passed down thing. You never know.
2: Yeah, so you. I guess if you're just so open, you have no seat. I'm like, tell me the dirt. Let's send you to jail. <laughs> no,
1: there's, there's nothing really that I'm, like, thinking of that would be, like, nothing really crazy.
2: That's, you know, that's fair. I, I come on here, I'm like, tell me your darkest secret. Everyone's like, I don't <laughs> know you. Like, who are you?
1: Hey, um, I have my own podcast I have to entertain on, so I, I can't just give it all away, you know?
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm, e- I'm emailing in every day.
1: <laughs> I'm like, help me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh do you wanna plug your handles?
1: I would love to. No, of course. I, <laughs> I'll take all your listeners. Um Jared freed on Instagram, at J Train56 on Twitter, and uh yeah, the J Train Podcast, UA podcast. And I have a comedy special coming out. I have a stand up special coming out probably March first or something like that. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure I'll be pushing people to that. But uh it's thirty-four minutes of all COVID stuff, so it'll be different than some of the stuff I have out there. So
2: cool. And is it going to be on a network or is it just your own channel? Uh,
1: No, my own network, the Jared freed YouTube network, the most embarrassing network of them all, but yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. So it'll be cool.